everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Ghosts of Saltmarsh, The Isle of the Abbey, Part 1, as the salvage operation has come to a close. Today is September 5th, 2019, and you are loved, and even if you aren't listening to this show yet, also know that you are loved. So I will leave it as a challenge to all of our listeners to tell the people who don't listen to this show that we love them very much. Uh, we do this show Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And on Saturday, uh, I kind of have to start it at like 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time if I'm going to want to have a show there. So come on by real early Saturday and I'll be building some Gundams because my new job does not allow me to start as late in the day as I used to be able to. Uh, I work weekends now, which is fun. But, uh, with that, uh, if this is your first time checking in on the show, we have all of our VODs at YouTube.com, as well as anywhere else where you can find audio casts all under Indoor Adventures. We also have a Patreon set up, so if you already support us through Twitch and are looking for different ways to support, Patreon.com is possibly the place for you. That's Patreon.com slash Indoor Adventures, which allows you to get access to things like our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community at large, but also from each other, which is super fun. I always enjoy it. We always have good Nights in the Courtyards with this crew. Uh, however... You've already supported us through Patreon. You've already supported us through Twitch. How else could I support this wonderful show? Consider going to bit.ly slash adventure merch where you can find all sorts of things like t-shirts, posters, mugs. We have pants now. We made our ham pants. So if you are curious about what exactly ham pants are, consider checking out bit.ly slash adventure merch and seeing if you could find a pair that fits you perfectly. Uh, with that, that is my spiel at the beginning of the show. So, Dingo, who are you playing tonight? That's a good question. I'm Dingo. I use she, her pronouns. And I am playing Hish Sungard, the half-orc fighter. He uses he, him pronouns. And he's uh, just a sad dad right now. Sad dad. All right. And Reese, who are you playing tonight? Hi, I'm Reeves. I use he, him pronouns, and uh, I'm playing Omen slash Ham, and they use he, him, or they, them. All right, and Cyber. I'm Cyber. I play Albus the Colastra Bar. We both use he, him. And Kylan, who are you playing? Uh, I am playing the recently resuscitated Jilfay and Lyrandar who is our half-elf cleric of question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yes, it's a good time. So let's give a bit of a recap as to the events that happened last game. So <laughs> after narrowly escaping the Iron Duke as it was being sunk by an ancient or by a yeah ancient elder octopus, the lot of you were able to get back onto your dinghy with the lockbox intact, make it back to Oliver's Triumph, where, Hish, you were still feeling a little off about 
the whole interaction that you had with the Duke. So you kind of made yourself scarce, focused more on the job at hand, which was making sure that everyone could return safely and making sure that you got out of the way of this ancient elder octopus. After a day and a half of sailing, uh, you all ended up uh, making your way towards a island. And this island was very particular. As looking around it, you could see that there was almost a ship graveyard. It seemed like the majority of ships that crashed and broke nearby ended up finding themselves within the wake of this small isle. Hish, you ended up coming out from your captain's quarters holding your number one dad coffee mug. Uh, very, very concerned as to who the fuck was driving your boat directly into a graveyard. Uh, only to find that Albus was actually the one piloting it. He seemed to be hyper-focusing on this destination at hand. As his migraines had actually become a focal point leading him to a particular place. Hish, not wanting to leave the boat and leave the crew, you opted to stay behind and said that if anything ended up going terribly, you would find your way off the ship and then end up meeting up with your party members. And that was, rightly so, one of the last things that you saw of them. The other three got inside of a dinghy and made their way to the isle. And upon reaching the shore, saw that there was a plethora of sand dunes. From inside of these small dunes, skeletons began to emerge and erupt. And Jill, using her clerical powers to turn undead, caused these skeletons to then run off. However, the only problem with that is, is that these skeletons then began to run through other dunes and other sandy structures, awakening more and more skeletons. The three of you decided to run forward, making your way to the burnt-out abbey that actually was located farther into the island, but in doing so, attracted many, many, many skeletal followers. It was at this time that Ullman ended up having to make a snap decision as to who he would stand by, his friend Jill or his dear friend Albus, and made the... Uh, one of the correct choices to go and save Albus. It was at this time that Jill's body actually fell. She dropped in combat and the skeletons, just wanting to take the life force as it was, decided to attack her unconscious body. After she had dropped, Ullman, feeling rather bad about the interaction as a whole, wondered how he could possibly pick up this body, to which Ham had the perfect solution. Ullman's body then turned to a uh, Uzi-like state, completely enveloping Jill's body, then stood up on his own means, and together he and Albus made it out of the sandy dunes. It was at that point that you ended up spitting Jill's body back out, and the two of you carried her towards the abbey. It was at this point, while inside of this abbey, you ended up meeting with several uh, acolytes... Uh, we'll say tentative acolytes, uh, as well as a figure named uh, Osmandius, who decided that, uh, that given the proper circumstances, if you were to provide passage off of this isle for them, that Jill could resuscitate, if that was indeed your, uh, your intentions. The two of you agreed that, yes, you did want Jill to be resurrected, and after spending 
close to an hour, walking down a hallway with a gentle left turn that seemed to twist and spiral down further and further and further deeper into the actual island itself, you came across a pool. It was at that point you laid Jill's body then into the pool, and Jill while deceased, had a brief conversation with Umberly, where Umberly threatened not only her family, but also to drown Jill for all of eternity. While Jill was stuck inside of a maelstrom of Umberly's making, she felt a chain wrap around her arm, and upon pulling it, found herself in front of a different deity entirely. It was then confronting this creature that they removed Jill from her service to Umberly, and instead brought her into its own service, replacing the marking that was on Jill's left hand that was originally the symbol of Umberly to a red spiral that began at the outskirts and then made its way towards the center. Jill, you ended up being resurrected. You are currently going to be at one hit point and four levels of exhaustion, but you are alive. Olmen, oh my god. You and... You and Albus began worrying about what kind of repercussions that this would have on the game as a whole, and as such, your black dragonborn friend on the boat ended up having a rather a rather vicious nosebleed, which alerted Hish that things were actually not uh not entirely well, as it seems like whenever this dragonborn gets nosebleeds, it's because of your friends talking about things that they might not necessarily have knowledge of in terms of points and stats. So you decided that you were going to hop in this dinghy and make your way to the beach as well. So, Hish, that is where we are going to start with you. Are you going to be going solo into this dinghy, or are you bringing any of your hirelings with you? <clears throat> um, let me check my notes real quick to remember my hirelings' names. Um... I think I would bring um, Tabitha and Scramp with me, although I don't remember who Scramp is. Scramp is your halfling friend. He was a gnome. Or no, he's a rogue, not a halfling who is a gnome. He is a halfling who is a rogue. Uh, he is an older fellow. He seems to have done things like this before. Uh, just kind of honorary, but totally down to adventure with all of you guys. So yeah. together, uh, you, Scramp, Tabitha, all hop into the second dinghy that you have and make your way through the graveyard. Upon reaching the shore, you can see that there are bones, that there are a plethora of skeletons that have been disrupted from where they were and are currently in the process of kind of sinking back down into the dunes how would you like to proceed it seems like there is going to be roughly over 500 feet to get to from the shore to the actual inside of the island that you have to pass by these dunes how would you like to do this um so it's like basically just through all these bones yes um that you can see that there are skeletons that are actively settling back down yeah, I think I'm just gonna book it right through. <laughs> um, I think Hish is just gonna book it through the bones. Okay, uh, so Tabitha is actually going to lean down and have Scramp up on her back. As a monk, she's able to run a little bit quicker. Uh, mm -hmm. So I would like for you to make an athletics check. 
can do. That's 10 plus 8, 18. Okay, so 18. As you are running, you watch as a plethora of bones begin to assemble and turn into skeletons that then try and shamble after you as you are running forward you can see that some of these bones actually aren't paying uh paying attention to exactly how they're forming and you see that they are turning into swarms of skeletons inside of this single column that almost seem to be using different parts of their bones as spinning blades at one point as you are running you see that there is this one skeleton that looks like it is comprised of at least 30 other skeletons just this large juggernaut of a creature but you are much faster than this creature is and both you and tabitha eyes wide just make your way past this point until eventually you reach the end and at this point once you get to where it becomes seagrass and more vegetation that is where you look back and you can see that these skeletons are coming towards you and once they reach a point they seem to just kind of start walking backwards and then turn around and then begin walking away uh almost like they are more confined to this area than the rest of the island as a whole gotcha tabitha is taking very deep breaths she does not know what the fuck was going on <laughs> Does not like skeletons. Scramp is laughing. He is just having an absolute blast. He didn't have to run. He just had to hold on. Uh, and as you find your way uh, onto this island, that is where we're going to shift back to our other party members. So, Jill, you have just taken your first breath of your new life, and you see that there is this old acolyte looking down at you, and you see that Ullman and Albus are also looking down at you. Albus actually had gotten very close to the pool, and most of his most of his clothes are once again kind of wet after having reached into this pool to kind of help bring you back out. Uh, I think Jill is going to like get on her feet, and I think that's when just the exhaustion of the resurrection process sets in um and she's just gonna be like i would perhaps like to find somewhere to sit down and osmandius the the young uh not young but the uh older cleric of course of course i uh, hear uh, we have a space for for the blessed such as yourself and he ends up uh, kind of motioning towards what looks to be a stone bed that has been set up, or at least a place where you can just lie down uh, and just be away from the pool itself. Uh, and as he motions towards you, he uh, says, I'll get you something uh, to drink. Don't worry. It should clear you up partially invigorate you a little bit that would be amazing i feel like shit mm. that would be great <laughs> all part of the process all part of the process and you see he walks out of the room actually into the uh into the corridor that you guys had followed leaving the three of you alone in this chamber Ullman, 
walks up towards you and offers out a, his arm. Would you uh, like a hand over? Yeah. She just kind of nods and and links links arms or however, and unsteadily uh, makes her way to the bed. So, uh, I have no clue anymore. Am I still in the doghouse? Really? That's really the first thing you want to come out and say to me? He gives you a, a big sh- shit-eating grin. <sighs> Just give me this damn bed. How are you? How are you feeling? What um, happened? I feel like I've been hit by a two-ton carriage. Um, Imagine. But I feel good. Hmm. Glad to hear that. She's just gonna lower herself onto the bed with just like a huge like groan, just uh, lying back, and she's gonna be like, "So, Albus, did you get what you came here for?" No. No, I haven't. Well, fuck. And I'm sorry that I brought you here. Well, I suppose that, um, my... Oh, jeez, it's so weird talking about your own uh, passing in, the... in, in such a way. Um, I suppose my untimely death wasn't a part of your plan, so, you know... Um, I did say this was rather foolhardy, though, so, um, credit to me for that one. Um, but I I do hope that you find what you're looking for, otherwise I'm going to feel a little slighted. Yeah, Albus looks very concerned, and he's, like, just sort of, like, looking around the room, uh, because, I mean, the, the he was expecting to find somebody here, but instead he just found a bunch of crazy people following something. Uh, is his uh, headache pointing him in any particular direction, or was it just toward this altar? It was towards the altar and the pool. And after your interaction with Jill and all that had happened, it was like when you pop your ears after being at a really high elevation going down there's almost like a grainy sensation that tingles through the back of your head and for a moment there is clarity and then that clarity is abated with just another overarching uh migraine not one that's uh, that has particular focal point okay Where's my, where are my belongings? I'm feeling very, um, underdressed. I had to, uh, leave a lot of things behind to get your body out of there. You left all my shit behind. We can still go get it. They have, uh, amulets that make the skeletons not attack you. Oh, well, that's just perfectly convenient now, isn't it? I know, right? Yes, it is. I hate. 
Okay, well, I suppose that's fine. And if you can't retrieve my belongings for me, I will be writing you an itemized bill. You can have it out of my cut of the loot. That's fair. Um, Not can I at least get some gloves? I don't like not having gloves. Because you said that you, like, took everything off, right? And you guys were able to see, like, the spiral. Oh, it's super there. No. Uh, Albus looks at his own gloves and thinks better of it. I would give you gloves, but I do not have them, and I don't think you want temporary gloves made of slime. Uh, just like some bandages or or something, um, anything, cloth. I just, um, I don't like feeling exposed. Uh, she'll say, like, hand very much still characteristically kind of trying to cover the new symbol that's on it now. There's no sense in hiding it. He already knows. And Osmandius will then arrive and you see that he has a, a tarnished silver chalice that seems to have a very dark colored liquid in it. Uh, and then uh, he says, but if you'd like some bandages, uh, I'm, I'm sure that we have some here within the abbey. That would be appreciated. Uh, now, uh, here, drink this. Um, it's standard fare for all of those who go well, through the proceeding. Any motions towards the uh, the pool that you had recently emerged out of? So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm afraid I missed most of the explanation. Um, can you describe to me what this proceeding is? She'll say she kind of like sniffs what's in the drink and make a perception a... check. Okay. Oh no, it's poison. <laughs> uh... Just brought you back. Time to die. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> it smells like wine. I'll take a little sippy sip. It tastes like wine. Maybe a little bit, like, oxidized wine, but wine nonetheless. Okay. <laughs> Concern. Um, uh, and yeah. you actually heal two exhaustion points. <gasps> That's sweet. Like that for me. That's a little okay. better. You gave you five-hour energy. All right, I'm we caffeinated. We put two five-hour energies in there, so that way you could have ten hours of consecutive energy. <laughs> and also wine. <laughs> Gotta mix the uppers and downers. So, uh, he says to you, uh, your friends said that they were willing to do anything to... Uh, resuscitate you we had the means oh that's dangerous did you get that in writing i i modified that statement and i tried to get things in writing but they wouldn't give it to me oh you definitely always try to fight to get things in writing but that's okay hopefully that's 
Your obligations are not mine. Oh, you have it in writing now, uh, sister. The writing on your palm, or back of hand. And he, like, pulls down a little bit of his shirt, and you can see that there is a much larger spiral motif that is on his chest. Oh, that's... How long have you had that? Uh, Twenty years. Oh. Goodness, and how did you go about acquiring that? The same way we all did. We met one of the Endless. We met them through there. And he motions off towards the pool. Uh, I'm going to mind link with uh, Jill. Uh, apparently, one of my people is to blame for this. Well, I say back in this little mind link, because I guess I can communicate back. Yeah, you can use an action to respond. Bonus action. Yeah. Uh, I think it's my bonus action, but yeah, go ahead. Well, that is certainly interesting. You will have to explain more to me later. Um, so she's uh, going to be like, um, so you must tell me more about your... Um, well, I guess deity is an appropriate word, right? Uh, uh, deity is he who is within chains. Uh, the great old one, the one at the center of all things. Uh, those who whisper his name in the night as a falsehood. They should chant it loudly like... The ringing of chains. Tharuston. You can make a religion check when he says the name, if you would like. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Chuckles. I'm in danger. <laughs> um, Fifteen. You have heard of this deity before in the creation myth of Toril, the world that you are from. Uh, it is said that at some point, the elemental chaos was unconfined, that there was absolutely no way of harnessing it. And one deity decided that they would be the one to harness this elemental royal. Uh, and in doing so, a shard of the abyss found its way into its heart. And the entirety of the infinite layers of the abyss are generated by Tharizdin. They are generated by either his suffering or his emotion uh, any kind of emotional state that he has any kind of thought that he has could potentially spawn a new layer of the abyss okay and do 
it, do I know the perception surrounding Thursden, or do I just know? The you would know facts? that the perception is most certainly negative. Uh, mm -hmm. Most people believe that if he were to become unchained, uh, if he were to have his chains broken, that it would lead to the end of all things. Uh, and not just large things like the end of all gods, but the end of reality as you know it. Uh, make an insight check. Oh boy. Okay, this dice. Um, insight, insight. Come on. Look into his heart. Um, that is 18. <laughs> The words that you heard described to you when you were making this agreement as a cleric during your during your death vision both seem to line up with this concept of the end of all things, but also there seems to have been a little bit that you weren't necessarily thinking of which was that at the end of everything you and your family would be safe but at the same time his assertions that if you were to break the chains that bound him he would be easily able to defeat any of the other gods and any of the other adversity that you have found yourself encountering during your time on the material plane. It's not necessarily that you got got, but you now understand the gravity with which you have found yourself in, whereas before with Umberly, you didn't know why they were terrible to start. You know why Tharizdin is terrible to start. Out of the frying pan. Um, so, yeah, I think she's just going to take that all in and try not to betray any sort of emotion related to this. And it's just going to be like, uh, I see, you know, we didn't really do much of the, uh, you know, formal introductions when we were speaking, but um, that's good to know. Oh, I, my apologies, sister. I am Osmandis. And he extends his hand out towards you. Um, Jilfayan. Ah, sister Jilfayan. Very nice. Very nice to meet another so blessed as you. Um, uh, pardon my curiosity, but does everyone who goes through this process make it out oh no definitely not uh, okay Thankfully, you were at a good point to start what's the worst that could have happened you died <laughs> yes that would have been um not my preference personally i have too much to do well, luckily, you have found yourself in a new life. A new life as a blessed. Yes. So, 
And she'll be kind of looking down at the symbol and just be like, I've had my, um, what you say, uh, clerical dabblings before. Uh, I'm trying to ascertain what is different, because it doesn't feel that different from the kind of power I was able to um, use before. It's not supposed to feel different, necessarily. Uh, I'm unawares as to the greetings and, and to the, well, dealings that you may have had with our chained lord, but uh, what did they agree to? What was your blessing, sister? Besides, a new life. <laughs> um, I suppose... I think the way he described it to me was the... The storm, the force of all the elements itself. The greatest storm that anyone could ever know. <laughs> it sounds... Rather like he speaks truthfully. Uh, were you a, a cleric of some sort of storm before? Um, yes, that bitch. Queen. Uh, one of the ones who has kept us on this God's forsaken island for so long. Yeah, she's pretty, um petty like that <laughs> yes she is I we have seen her entire motive play out here but your friends they they have offered to to take us back to the mainland so that we may resupply build our abbey proud Right, and this was because your gold is unobtainable at the moment. Is that right? No. No, we have some. But gold does nothing when you are on an island of no natural resources other than <laughs> the dead. Uh, what, uh, Endor was, uh, what, what were the tool blocking? They were in a... It was almost like that was the old sac uh, sacrificial chambers, the old treasury area. They would have more money to pay you if this was given the choice versus we have paid you by resurrecting your friend. If you are seeking coinage, you would have to go down the tool pathway. Right. Uh, sorry, I, I was assuming that you also wanted uh, to receive your funds from oh. the place where these creatures are. Yes, very much so. Uh, you seem rather strong. Your friend, look at the size of him. I'm sure that... Well, the three of you would be able to do something. 
I, I, I'm sure we, we will be able to dispose of them for you, but uh, would you mind showing me uh, where these uh, creatures are located? Yes, yes. Uh, come, friend Albus, friend Olman, sister, and he motions towards you, Jill. Uh, it will take a while for us to make it back to the abbey, uh, but come, come. And he motions for the three of you to follow him once again. Uh, that is when we are going to transfer over to Hish. Hish, as you are making your way out by the dunes, you see Jill's stuff. You see that there is a documancy bag. You see that there is a set of leathers that has just kind of been, like, bundled up. Most of her things are together, but her body is not there. Alvis and Olman are not there. Make a perception check. One here. That is an eight plus, what is my perception? Six. Fourteen? Okay. So 14, with Scramp's help, uh, as you are looking around, you see, as you've noticed from the sand, only two steps of, only two sets of footprints came out from the dunes. There was a large depression in the seagrass area next to where Jill's things are. And then you see that there is, again, another set of two uh, or another grouping of two sets of footprints that then make their way towards, uh, over towards the actual church itself. And it looks like these footprints at that point are a little bit heavier set into the ground uh, as they're uh, almost like one of these footprints is carrying additional weight. Okay. I think Hish can probably put a little bit of two and two together. Um, I think I think he kind of looks over at Tabitha and Scramp and says, um, well, either Jill has decided to be a nudist or something happened and she had to be carried. And doesn't feel good. Tabitha um, kind of like leans down and picks up and cradles Jill's things. Uh, Hish will take the documentsy bag from her and the um, um, you said there was a, a stack of what? Uh, that it was like her her leather armor that she wears on the outside, her boots, uh, her war uh, yeah her warhammer documentsy bag. Mostly externalized gear. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hish is going to take the documentsy bag and he's going to look for his contract with Jill. Make an investigation check. You got it. That's a four. <laughs> you don't know how Jill organizes these things. Damn it. All of these papers seem really white and with a lot of writing on it. There's no, like, very quick reference guide. Like, she has not outlined yours in foil to just say Hish's super important boat contract on the top. Uh, so 
on a on initial glance, it does not seem uh, like that is included in her documancy bag. Okay, yeah, Hish. Um, Hish closes it back up and hands it over to Scramp, and says, um, "Hang on to this for Jill. If you happen to find a document in there with my name on it, um, feel free to just slide it over to me, please and thank you." And Scramp says, "Aye, Captain," and then just kind of begins walking next to you and just peeling through as best he can uh he gets a 14 uh so as you are about halfway to the remains of this abbey he ends up kind of like sidling up next to you very quickly and tugs on your shoulder or uh tugs on your sleeve and then you see him hand up uh a clipped together document that you know to be uh your ship's contract great I uh, roll that up and I put it in my pocket. <laughs> Deal with that later. But yeah, um, I think Hish would follow the follow the footsteps wherever they lead to. And it looks like they lead to this kind of burnt out abbey that is located on the aisle. And as you get close, there is actually a figure that comes out. Uh, waving what looks to be a uh, a short sword in your direction and just says, We want no stinking pirates! Hishel <laughs> um, uh, put his hands up and he says, um, I'm not here to attack you. I'm just looking for um, a few friends. Would, a, um, would you happen to have seen a very tall beautiful man followed by a shorter sort of wet man with a beard and um and a, a half elf woman make a persuasion check no i'm not using that die it failed me that's a 19 plus what's my persuasion for okay so as he has his sword pointed out towards you he lowers it. I wouldn't necessarily say that he was beautiful and your half-elf friend, uh, living or dead. You tell me. <laughs> well, we saw a beautiful man, wet-looking man, and a dead half-elf come through here. Are these the same Bla that you're Black looking hair. for? Black um, hair. Couldn't really get a look at the eyes because dead. Not really wearing a whole lot, mostly to cover, almost in a narrative sense. <laughs> you know, part of me is just like, I wish I said I was naked <laughs> <laughs> for this whole scene. But I'm glad because modesty. <laughs> um, it's what Jill would have wanted. Um, what are their names? Pirate. I'm not a pirate. I am a contractor for uh, Acquisitions Incorporated. That sounds like something a pirate would say. Well, pirates and Acquisitions Incorporated have a few things in common. But not the same thing. 
Fine. Their names are Omen, Albus, and Jilfayan. I'm Hish. These are my uh, companions, Scramp, Tabitha. And you are? Uh, he says, my name is Ogmund. I remember Albus and I remember Omen. Hard to forget. Come, come before the skeletons decide that they're going to come after you. All right. And the the woman Jill, um, you're you're sure she was on arrival? Yes. Not incapacitated. I've seen my fair share of incapacitated pirates, and she looked like a dead pirate to me. Most right. people who are just unconscious don't get presented to Osmandius saying, Our friend is dead, please help us. Right. Come, come this way. I'll, I'll see if I can find Osmandius. And don't you believe a single thing Bayleaf says? He is a residential liar. Bayleaf, untrustworthy. Got it. I I appreciate your hesitant assistance. Mm. And he just sort of like grimaces towards you. Uh, and then leads you, Tabitha, and Scramp uh, into the into the burnt out abbey, and you see that he actually goes over. There is a set of stairs that lead down, uh, and he then motions for the three of you to then follow him into this chamber. And as you get in, uh, he sets you off towards. Uh, he he asks for you to stay within his chamber while uh while he finds osmandius uh, and sees about your friends so you end up getting kind of put into this small room uh it's about 20 feet wide and uh 30 feet deep but it seems almost like it was used as a storage closet at some point there's just a lot of stuff here that doesn't doesn't feel like a room really but it, somebody obviously does live here mm -hmm. and after about 30 minutes or so uh there is a knock on the door uh and osmandius opens up the door uh and you see standing uh in this large central chamber a very tired looking jill a very uh, disheveled-looking Olman and Albus looking the exact same as he always does. Sweat. Oh, thank the gods. Um, yeah, Hish uh, runs in and looks between the... Th I think he sort of stops maybe a little shorter than he wanted to go, but um, he looks between the three of you and, and says what uh, what happened skeletons a lot 
your friend became blessed by the chain one themselves. We were able to set them up right as rain. Mm. You, you were able to to resuscitate. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna mind link with you, Hish. Um, and you'll hear. Uh, it seems that whatever that the uh, apple I was trying to follow uh, was dipping his tentacles into religion. Yeah, Hish looks back at you um, and gives you kind of a quizzical look and then kind of understands um, and it morphs into almost like a glare and then turns back um, towards uh, uh, Osmandius and looks down at, at Jill. Are you all right? I've certainly felt better, but all things considered, I'm here. Tabitha and Scramp uh, have your things. Oh, excellent, excellent. I was going to have to take that of Almond's bill, you see. Um, so that is good to hear. How did you know to come here? I just followed the footsteps. Yes, but what made you get off the boat? What did make me get off the boat? Neris had a nosebleed that only happens when you know that your friends are breaking a fourth wall somewhere. <laughs> and the only time they ever break a fourth wall is when something dangerous happens. Mm-hmm. Call it a gut feeling. Suppose that's fair. Mixed with a little bit of uh, cabin fever. I'm I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm blanking on your name again, and he's um, looking back at the other fellow whose name I've forgotten. Uh, that's Ogmund. I'm Osmandius, and you are? Osmandius. Um, I'm Hish Sungard. Oh. For a brief <laughs> second, I assumed you also said your name was Osmandius. And... <laughs> Very... Uh, what would be the odds? <laughs> uh, yes, it's um, quite comical. Um, are my are me and my my crew uh, free to return to our ship? Uh, as long as some of us are able to uh, go with you, uh, the deal was that we would resuscitate your friend in exchange for passage back to the mainland. There well, are... Uh, there are dangerous things that exist here as well that your uh, friend Albus was very curious about. Uh, most of our money is within there, and if you were able to dispatch of the dangers then we would be able to uh, recoup the abbey right <clears throat> well we are in your debt and that's not an unreasonable exchange you are welcome 
uh, on our ship, as long as you don't cause any trouble. Oh, no. I would never think of causing any kind of trouble. Inside check. <laughs> Make an inside check. Oh, oh, it went up. Also, I just remembered I should be rolling all these at disadvantage. I will do that going forward. Okay. 13. Okay. He wants to get off this island so fucking bad. That's it. He just really wants to leave. Noted. Don't blame him. <laughs> um. Yeah. Same hat, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. Did you say that Albus? You had more things you wanted to look into here. Uh. Yes. They apparently have a lot of gold. That is they currently cannot access because of the creatures that I was interested in earlier. Yeah, sizable amounts, several thousand that we could give you, I assure you. Um, Hish takes a long moment to think. And he says... While the gold is promising and difficult to give up, I don't think we're in any condition to be fighting off things. Uh, Mind Link, I wasn't planning on fighting. Not hearing this, Jill says, well, you know, I'm glad someone is being reasonable because, let's be honest, I feel like shit. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I honestly am not in great shape for fighting either. Omen looks very tired and, like, emotionally dried up. <laughs> If you are not seeking the gold, we can all simply uh, go back to the mainland together. Uh, we just won't be able to pay you additional funds. I would still very much like to see these creatures. Uh, of course. Uh, as to where they are exactly, uh, I'm not sure I would be able to best direct you. Uh, we do not go into the winding way. Uh, these creatures uh, that you are so keen on, on seeing, they seem to attack us almost on sight. Uh, we have lost a few of our fellowship uh, to these creatures, but we learn that it was just easier to throw in pirates and other ne'er-do-wells into those caves. If they get eaten, well, it's not so bad. These are offerings. Osmandius, if I could speak to my um, crew for a moment. Uh, of, of, of course, friend Hish, of course. Uh, and, uh, at that, uh, 
he he ends up kind of backing off and you see him going into uh another room it seems just kind of leaving you all there i'm gonna start donning my um gloves and my armor and all that good stuff do i notice the new symbol make a perception check i would love to just hide it with your gigantic sapphire my absolutely huge rock. <laughs> 12 plus 6, 18. Jill, make a slide of fan check. At disadvantage. <laughs> what am I fighting against here? What did you 18. roll? 18. Okay. <laughs> so... Hish, you see that on the back of Jill's hand is a symbol. It doesn't look exactly like the same symbol that was on there before, but you don't get a good enough look at it that you are able to inherently call out what you believe to be the actual like origin of this symbol. You just know that the symbol that was originally on the back of Jill's hand was like a bluish color, and now it's more closer to like a reddish color. Okay. Maybe just a trick of the light or something. Um, yeah, Hish folds his arms um, and looks at all of you and says, well, um, depending on how the two of you are feeling, and he nods towards Jill and Ullman, um, I see we have two options. Either we can go back to the ship and head home, and Albus, you are free to stay here if you are keen on seeing those creatures. Or if Osmandius has a place that we can rest, maybe we wait it out. Either way, I think we're going to have those skeletons to deal with again, depending on when we leave. They uh, have amulets that stop the skeletons from attacking. So going back will be safe for us. All right, well, choice still stands. Would you rather go home, or would you rather rest here and get the gold? I'm not that greedy. I just want to get back home. If Albus doesn't get what he came here for, I'm going to be a little miffed, not going to lie. Um, just because, you know, the whole me dying thing. Um, you're but dying. You died, and we shouldn't have been here in the first place. I mean, yes, I agree with that. 100%. Um, however, if I died, and there is nothing... Um, to gain from it, going to feel just a little bit 
just the tiniest bit upset. Hish, um, he starts to turn around and he says, there's nothing to gain from it either way under his breath. And um, then he starts walking in the direction where Os- um, Osmandius um, left and he sort of calls back to the three of you and says, then we'll stay the night here and rest up. Very well, Captain. Thank you, Hish. He doesn't respond. Okay, and Hish, as you go to Osmandius' quarters and you knock on the door, uh, he ends up coming out uh, of the chamber and he says, "Uh, uh, Thank you. Uh, Hopefully everything is... uh, uh, tip-top shape. Some of you seem a little tired. <laughs> but, well, we've we've had, uh, in case of injury, uh, potions prepared that I, I think that the four of you might end up getting a better usage out of than, well, a little old me, especially if I'm going to be going to the mainland soon. <laughs> And at that, he shows up a uh, a set. There are uh, four red liquid uh, potion containers uh, that you guys have recognized at this point to be potions of healing. And the actual containers for them, where you are used to just seeing kind of glass vials, very rudimentary. These are crystal almost like decanters they are just very small a very ornate uh definitely look like they're worth more uh like almost as if the price of this healing potion is being exacerbated by just the container with which it finds itself in mm-hmm. and osmandius gives each of you one of these potions thank you i've we I really appreciate your hospitality. Oh, it is of no no recourse, I I'm sure. Can I ask you a question? Of of course, friend Hish. I will do my best to respond truthfully once this small fly gets out of my face. <laughs> it is gone. <laughs> How may I assist? I'm I'm just a little curious is all. I'm when you go back to the mainland, do you intend to return? Oh yes, quite so. Uh, how else are we to bring our supplies back? We must rebuild the abbey. I'd like to insight check that. Of course, roll an insight check. 17 plus 6. Okay, I. Uh, he seems like he's being truthful. Okay. Um, Hish nods and says, no offense, but doesn't it seem like it would just be 
better to relocate? I'm... what do you mean? Relocate from a site such as this? Yes, it's full of skeletons. I... A hurricane of skeletons. Have you ever Fine. heard of Neverwinter? Yes. Uh, businesses were established in Neverwinter for hundreds of years. When Mount Hartenau exploded, did those businesses relocate? No. When rifts started appearing before the city, did the temples relocate? No. It does not matter if it is dangerous. We have ways of dealing with the skeletons, and if anything, they act as a deterrent for those pesky pirates that we always seem to be dealing with. That is why we wish to rebuild our... Our abbey with better fortification. So that way, should those pirates come back, well, they will have another thing coming to them. Was it, um... You seem to have a, a thing out for pirates. Was there a particular crew that... I pay no attention to the names of the crews of the pirates that descend upon our abbey. They cry out for the names of false gods whenever we would feed them to the loyals. They did their best to make us as afraid and as terrified of them as we possibly could, and you can only be afraid of the same thing for so long before it just becomes tiresome. I no longer care about the names of the crews of pirates, because they either come onto this island and they die, or they try to approach the island and they die. I have been here through many a siege. And right. those pirates have not. The reason we detest pirates is because we are a small island. Pirates seem to think that an abbey on a small island is perfect pickings. It is not. So if you know any pirates... Tell them not to come here under any circumstance. <clears throat> Leave us in peace, and we will stay delightfully out of the way. Well, I would tell them, but pirates aren't exactly known for their listening skills. They are not. Or their reasoning or bargaining skills. You're not wrong. That is um, why I am the abbot here. One last question. Uh, well, uh, one last answer to this question, but should you seek other answers, there will be many more. Have you ever heard of a man named Krell? Ooh. What did uh, what did they look like? You said Krell. Hish would describe Krell to him, but I don't. 
Muppet, what he looks like. He was a half orc. Uh, kind of had like the shy, the sides of his head shaved, had longer hair coming from the top, knotted in the back. Mm-hmm. And he says, Never heard of them. Were they important for something? No, just curious. No. I had an old crew wreck their ship nearby here um, a few years back. Oh, well, perhaps you would find them among the wreckage. Uh, Or, if you are interested in interacting with the skeletons, uh, we could possibly see about giving you one of our medallions on loan to allow you to go and investigate the bones. I wouldn't, um... I'm mostly just trying to put together a sequence of events. Um, Of course, of course. Uh, Curiosity killed the cat, but uh, satisfaction brought it back, as it were. I appreciate the offer, but um, I think I'm just going to let it lie. Ah, well... Should you be so inclined, uh, we will need to eventually hire a ship to bring us back to this place. If that was the case, perhaps you and your friends would find it in themselves to uh, investigate around. Uh, We are part of a small chain of islands. It could have... If you're searching for your friend, perhaps he was at one of the others, not ours, inherently. Perhaps on the way back. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um. Is there anything else you'd need of me, friend Hish? No, thank you. Um, Thank you for your help and your advice. That's what we do here. We help, and we speak the truth. And at that, he kind of gives you a gentle bow. Uh, Were you all planning on staying here this evening, or were we going to be going back to the ship? Um, It seems like, if at all possible, um, staying here for the night and resting up, and then getting... uh, Getting that gold seems to be our... Ah, much appreciated, much appreciated. Uh, would you require your own rooms? Or are you... You all seem to be here together. Can we possibly make arrangements for one large room for the four of you? Um, as long as there's more than one bed, whatever you can provide. Beds! Ha! You think this is the mainland? We have well, straw that you can uh, divvy up as best you see fit. <laughs> I use the terms uh, interchangeably. Oh, well then, Our... yes, we have plenty of beds. <laughs> I don't expect you to be an inn. I just appreciate whatever you have. Uh, our humble abode is yours, of course, while you stay. 
so long as you bring us back to the mainland in some point in the future. Yes, I, I, you have my word. It will happen. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, I will have Bayleaf get right on it. And he kind of gives you a bow. Yeah, Hish nods. Um, and I guess waits. Okay. Uh, and after... It, it doesn't take long for Osmandius to go up to another one of these doors and just knocks on it. Says, uh, Bayleaf, we have visitors. And you see the door open and it is a elven figure that just sort of looks out and just, are they pirates? <laughs> no, no, Bayleaf, they are not pirates. Uh, one of them has joined the order, it would seem. And at that, Bayleaf kind of like, Oh! Oh, that's good! That's, that's great! Uh, Bayleaf, remember your manners. Now remember... You and Augmund, when we have illustrious guests such as this, will have to share a bunk. Everyone knows that your room was originally the guest room. So we intend to refurnish it. And Bailey says, oh, oh, I love sharing a bunk with Augmund. He's the best. Oh, he's so great. Yep. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, give me like five minutes and then you see him return into his room uh, and after about five minutes he comes back out he has a loot over his back and he just has some stuff that is kind of bundled up uh, and as he passes he just hi uh, and makes his way into Ogman's room and as he knocks on the door Ogmund opens it and just looks at him and goes to shut the door in his face and Bayleaf like puts his foot out to keep the door slightly ajar. And as they're sort of jostling back and forth, Osmandius says, Augmund, we have guests. If you could please be so kind. And Augmund just sort of stops. Deep sigh opens up his door and then Bayleaf just shuffles in and the door shuts behind them and uh it is at that point that osmandius ushers the six of you uh lest we forget scramp and tabitha into this small room where uh it looks like six piles of hay have been like hastily thrown out and it's more of just dried seagrass versus being actual hay it's probably going to be a little sharp to sleep on uh, but you are in this small room. Uh, you each have a place for bedding. And that is where we are going to go into our break for the evening. So I would like to say thank you so much to all of you wonderful, wonderful viewers for being here as we continue on with The Ghosts of Saltmarsh. I love this game. It has been an absolute pleasure to run and an honor to run for all of these fine people. We are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes, so don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to bit.ly slash adventure merch, pick yourself up something nice, or hey, 
uh, consider leaving a review, giving us, uh, leaving, uh, leaving a comment below. Let us know how we're doing. I love being able to read them. I love being able to share your guys' reactions with our players. Uh, it's, it's super fun, at least from my perspective. Uh, and with that, we are going to try and be back soon. So don't go no place. All right, everybody. Bye-bye! We have returned to our beautiful game of Salt Marsh. The six members of Acquisitions Incorporated Team Salt Bay have all been led into a separate chamber for them to get the rest that they need for the evening. Uh, so let us pick up at that point. Uh, Scramp and Tabitha have kind of set their... Uh, have set their uh hay bales hay piles kind of a little bit away from the rest of you just because you are they recognize the four of you to be the founding members of the team and then they were hired on after so it's more of a like they don't want to be rubbing elbows with the higher ups at this company retreat so what yeah we um I'm going to, because I'm pretty sure I have a bedroll in my pack, because this dried seagrass simply will not um, do. My my back hurts. Um, so I will roll that out on top of, like, the seagrass and make myself, like, a little, little comfy space, and then collapse. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, Hish does a similar thing rolling out his bedroll probably letting out some very heavy sighs and um just kind of uh laying down and staring at the ceiling Albus is just gonna like awkwardly sit in a corner not like he's punishing himself, but like he just doesn't know what to do right now, so he's just sitting. Yeah. I think Omen just like slumps wearily into the the grass that he's pushed into the corner and like lays his head back against the wall. Yeah, I I don't think Hish um, really says anything. Um throughout the night but he does at some point he will at some point um get up and leave the room okay i think Olin looks up when you do uh he does he doesn't make eye contact with anybody i think he just kind of like tries his best to quietly and mostly unnoticed leaves yeah if you don't make eye contact i don't follow Tabitha and Scramp are both just passed the hell out at this point. Scramp is kind of like kicking in his sleep every once in a while, and Tabitha is just starfished out. She is a very big sleeper. Did you say you were going to follow Ullman? No, I'm not, because okay. there was no eye contact made, so Ullman's like, I'm going to let the captain go have their time if they need it. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and have my time. <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to figure out who I want to talk to first. 
No, I, I think I'm going to talk to Albus first. Who is in the corner. <laughs> yep. I mean, he um, dislikes sitting. Okay. Um, I think Jill is just going to like go over and like sit for a minute. And for like the first minute or so, just kind of like sit in silence. Um, and then just kind of open with, I'm not angry at you. He nods. Um, if anything, this um, experience has been all things considered mostly positive for me. What do you mean? When I... Well, I suppose there's no other way to put it, died. When I died, I was adrift in an internal sea. I, I couldn't see anything at first, but I felt the presence of being in water. Um, and then I saw, uh, well, I saw myself and I wasn't really quite all there, but, you know, I, I recognized it is me. Um, and I saw two eyes staring at me and heard a voice that I did not wish to hear again. Um, voice of Umberly. And she was of course angry, um, called me the most unworthy of her chosen that she ever had, which Still begs the question why she would choose me to begin with, but besides the point, and all that awaited me was, I don't know, perhaps eternal drowning in her own little section of the abyss, and um, which I suppose I could have, I could have been okay with. I, I figured that would be what awaited me anyway, but um, she threatened to go after my family um, and uh, take another under her fold. And I felt very angry, very helpless. <laughs> but as I was fighting against this current that threatened to consume me, I saw a chain being lowered. 
so I I could have left alone. I could have choose chosen to give up and die, but I couldn't. Not knowing, not while knowing that Umberly has her own machinations for my family. So I took it. And because I took the chain, I have, I have a chance now, one that I didn't have before. It's to break the chains that bind me and my family. And it would not have been possible had we not come here. This chained entity, this God, Um, whenever he realizes that, like, his expression, like, darkens. I said that I would get you out of, out of your God's control. I didn't realize that would mean getting you wrapped up in another one. Well, to be fair, I didn't quite hold that to, that to you because um, I didn't get in writing because while I thought it was a nice gesture, I wasn't sure how you could accomplish that. But I suppose in an indirect way, you gave me some sort of opportunity. You're, you're okay with this. You're okay with this new god. Well, um, he swore to me that he would destroy Umberly and that my family and I would be able to live freely. And that's all I could ever once and I sensed conviction and I sensed honesty and I knew what the alternative was. So it was a chance that I had to take. No, it's something else using you well that's all they want to do of course i'm not unfamiliar with this sort of arrangement um however this one seems a little more in my favor my life is nothing but contracts and chains I think I know how to navigate them by now.
why are you okay with this? Why are all of you okay with this? With? Gods. I mean, well, I was never a particularly religious person before. Um, of course, I know that the gods exist. I never quite, you know, pledged my service to them, but um, I keep finding myself wrapped up in their affairs. And um, I, gods are powerful and um, they can do much more than mortals can. And, you know, if I am to, as foolish it may, may seem, try to remove the influence of a god, what better way to do it than perhaps with the power of another god? Now, please, don't be mistaken. I'm not thrilled with the arrangement. I would love nothing more to live my life free of any higher power's influence. However, this seems to be what fate has in store for me. So why not try to use it to my advantage? Yes, I don't like this. I don't like any of this. I know. And what I like even less is that one of my people is okay with this. Albus, I would love the world that you imagined in which people could live free of the meddling of gods, deities, and what have you, but until we are in a position to make those kinds of changes, I think we have to stay the course. It's that sort of thinking that makes us complete to the world that we live in, Jill. Well, Albus, please enlighten me. How do you go about breaking the chains? I wish I could remember. Well, suppose we have to help you find what you've lost. Thank you for sharing with me, Jill. Of course, I didn't want you to feel too bad. However, I do want you to go see this little um, chamber that you're so interested in. Otherwise, I will still be just like a, only the inciest bit um, peeved. Right, where is Osmandius? Um, I'm not entirely sure where he keeps his quarters. Um, I think Hish went to talk with him earlier. So if you can find Hish, 
Perhaps you can find where Osmandius sleeps. Yeah, did you see where Hish was going? Um, well, I saw him go out that way, but I can't say for certain, I know. I wish that I'd have been able to tell him things myself. I wish he didn't find out the way he did. You should tell him that. I would like to, but I don't know what he needs right now. He has a lot on his plate already. Right. Right. But if you want to try and find him, she just kind of gestures towards the doorway. You're right, I think Hish needs his space, but I will look for our host. And Very he'll well. get up and leave. Okay. Are you guys having all of this conversation verbally? Yes. Ullman, make a perception check. Twenty-three. Like a fly on the wall. Did Olman hear all of this exchange? Great. That's it. It affects nothing, but now you don't have to feign that you didn't just pay attention to what they were saying. So, oh, Olman was definitely listening. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so a little slimy ear coming up, reaching closer. <laughs> All right, so Albus, you are going to go look for Osmandius. Uh, so you step out into that initial chamber. Uh, Hish, are you still staying in the chamber or have you gone uh, up towards the surface? Uh, Hish has gone up towards the surface. Okay, cool. So Albus, as you are uh, looking around, you can see that there are a series of doors uh, it looks like in this area, other than the door that you came through initially, uh, that there are a total of seven doors yet unchecked. You know, one of them is Bayleaf's room. Uh, well, Bayleaf and Augmund. Uh, but then there are six doors that you aren't necessarily sure uh, where leads to where. Okay, first thing I'm going to do is just, like, call out uh, his name, Osmandius. Okay. Uh, let's see if he is awake. He is paying attention. Uh, so as you kind of call out for him in this open space, uh, there is a shifting from one of the doors to the north wall on the far left-hand side that, uh, then kind of moves open and you just see this tired-looking older humanoid wearing a very long nighty. Uh, that kind of extends down past his shins. It's just this long white tunic uh, that's kind of split open more towards the center. And you can see more of the makings of his large spiral formation on the right side of his chest. And he says, uh, who, who's that? Is it pirate? Oh, friend Albus. Uh, uh, 
he closes the door behind him and just walks over in his nighty. I, uh, what is is there an issue? Have you found a uh, scorpion in your shoes, or anything uh, dangerous? Not yet. I was uh, honestly feeling a little restless, and uh, oh. it... well, would you like some tea? Uh, I would scorpion? like to see these creatures. Oh, um. As I have stated before, uh, I am not sure if they will actually be uh, visible, to say the least. Uh, they see, again seem to attack us on side. Uh, whether or not uh, they will attack you is something entirely different. But... Uh, we can we can try and uh, see about making this happen. Uh, come, come with me. And he uh, kind of goes down this left-hand side wall uh, and goes to the door at the bottom left of this room. And as he opens it, you see that this room has been cleared of all debris and is currently being scrubbed clean by a single-robed figure. Uh, there are three walls with heavily curtain, uh, that are heavily curtained with draperies of thick black velvet, and the east wall is decorated with a horrible mural depicting a red dragon devouring sheep. Near the west wall is a stone table on which a large iron brazier burns, and the table has been scrubbed and scoured, but it has many odd decorations and scorch marks. A half-melted statue and two badly damaged candlesticks sit beside the brazier. I uh, don't worry. Uh, that's just one of our uh, converts, Brother Tony. Um, he's he's doing his best, but on nights where he feels restless, uh, the meditation room has never looked cleaner. Now, uh, Brother Tony, if you could see yourself out. Uh, I have something I wish to discuss with friend Albus. And uh, Brother Tony nods and stands up and walks out of the room. Uh, we don't let the, the newcomers know about the winding way. They have to, well, um, a little bit of trust goes a long way, as it would be. But here... And he goes to the uh, back corner of the room uh, on this uh, kind of southeastern wall. And he reveals uh, behind the tapestry that there is a... It's almost like the stone is just slightly off. And you see him press a hand against it and then push. And it's just this very quick kind of padding motion as the door then kind of opens forward. And he grabs one side and peels it back. Uh, um, uh, would you like company, friend Albus, or would you prefer to go alone? I think the company would be nice. Mm. Uh, I do appreciate a, a good walking companion. And uh, the two of you then go into the room. Uh, now, uh, Brother Albus, I do uh, 
I am curious. What is it that you expect to find with these creatures? Are you blessed as well? Your uh, endless one. Oh, the great and mighty, yes. I'm very familiar with uh, with his type, their type. Oh, are you part of another order? No. Maybe. I don't remember. Why is it that you don't remember, friend Albus? I don't remember most things. Would the Endless Lord still be here? He, he could have shown you uh, sights beyond your wildest... Dreaming, almost like an entire galaxy had opened up inside of your brain. Uh, yes, I'm sure he would. And I'll give him a point of bardic inspiration. And let's see if he realizes what's happening. And he just sort of... <laughs> Uh, it has been quite some time since I felt something this way. Ah, are you, are you like the Lord, sir? Where are these creatures? Uh, I have told you nothing but truth. We do not tread here regularly. For it is quite dangerous. Uh, these creatures attack any humanoid that they see wandering this place. I never dared venture in for fear of getting eaten. But maybe you stand a better chance. And uh, I guess we'll just walk for a little bit more. Okay. Uh, and as you go into this next room, uh, you see that the short tunnel that you are walking down widens into an unfurnished and undecorated 30-foot square chamber. Standing next to one another in the center of this room are two enormous skeletal guardians. Their heads feature prominent horns and each one wields a massive rusted axe. Five corpse-like figures stand shoulder to shoulder, guarding a door in the eastern wall. Their faces have been painted in gruesome colors. Ah. Uh, thankfully, uh, we have been able to come through uh, this way before. It seems as if our amulets that the Endless Lord gave us protected us. Uh, from features such as these. And, Alvis, as you are looking around, 
Make a perception check. Six. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so, would you like to go into the into the door past these kind of undead-looking creatures? Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so, as you enter past, enter through this door, these undead uh, just seem to stand at attention, almost like just being around uh, Osmandius with this symbol of protection is is good enough to be able to. Uh, pass by this place there is a uh, a cross in the road you see a path leading north a path leading south uh, or sorry there is a path forward right and left which path would you like to take forward why not (laughs) okay so as you go forward, it then comes to a T in the road where there is a pathway to your right that looking down seems to have two doors that are placed within the wall. And then to the left, it looks like the hallway continues on. What would you like to do? I'm thinking of not going through the doors. Okay. They are just implanted in the wall, so if you would still like to go south, there is what appears to be a hallway that hooks. Sure. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so as you are going down this hall, uh, the hallway then uh, hooks around again, and you see that it breaks into another cross in the road. So there is a path going forward, and then a path on the right and the left again. Uh, As you get to this area... You end up walking forward, and the floor actually breaks out from underneath you, almost like it has been supported by some unseen force. And then, as soon as you step on, it breaks away and kind of falls flat. And as you fall down, you are going to be taking six points of bludgeoning damage from the fall and as you continue to fall your body is almost halted halfway down as there are large spikes jutting up from the ground that as you fall your body is actually coming into contact with and they begin to pierce you for an additional nine points I'm still up God bless the tough feet. That was a great choice for you. Uh, And you see that you have fallen a total of 10 feet down into this trap. uh, And Osmandius will very quickly rush over to the side. Uh, Friend Albus, are are you okay? No. No. Perhaps we should wait for your companions. And he reaches down to uh, grab your hand. Uh, First off, third level healing word on my soul. Okay. How many is that? 34 plus 3. Okay. I will listen to the voice of the DM. <laughs> okay. 
Sounds good. Uh, yeah, so that Osmandius, uh, and you retract from where you were, uh, and then go back into the first room and then pass. And he says, uh, we have met with similar results going into the winding way. Uh, it's simply too treacherous for us to, to really understand where and when things like this will occur before when things like floor traps end up being underneath us. You must be a monster with how hearty you are, sir. Apt. Uh, now, please, is there anything else that I can do for you, friend Albus? No. Well, uh, perhaps uh, getting a, a nice uh, breath of sea air will help you with your restlessness, if uh, unless it has been satiated. Thank you, Osmandius. Uh, it is my pleasure, friend Albus. Now... Uh, I will return to my slumber unless you need anything else of late. Uh, good night. And he just wearily goes back into his room. Sorry. Albus will go back knowing that he can't solo the dungeon. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, Hish has left the room. Albus has left the room. Jill, you, and Ullman are going to be in the room for a while together. Uh, and if you would like to have any moments between the two of you while Tabitha and Scramp sleep uh, very heartily also within this chamber. Um, I think Jill um, is back at her bedroll. Um, and during this time, she... Uh, is going through her documancy supplies to um, get some paper to write a letter. All right. Uh, and you also see, uh, make a, make a perception check. It is a vintage. <laughs> Disadvantage, yes. That disadvantage, because I need some sleep. I shit you not, I rolled a 19 and an 18. Plus 8 is 26. You know the Hish contract is missing. And you also know that Hish and Co. were the people who brought you your things. She's going to stand up a little abruptly. And go over to Tabitha and Scramp and kind of rustle each one awake. And Scramp just... Scramp, what? Scramp, what? sorry, sorry. Um, uh... You found my things, yes? Oh, yeah. Was anything... Was anything amiss? Had it been rummaged through before you had gotten to it well no but i rummaged through the captain's orders i'm sorry you rummaged through my things on captain's orders the captain said to find one of them papery things in your satchel that 
and had his name on it, so I follow the captain's orders. Does the captain still have the papery thing? Oh, he tucked you... it into his shirt. Right as rain. Sorry for the disturbance, Scrap. You may go back to sleep. Uh, it's good to have you back, Miss Jill. I didn't even know you were gone. And he just puts his head back down. That's fair, Scrap. And then she's going to stand up abruptly again and briskly walk out the door, looking for any and all signs of fish. Tabitha just has like the large snot bubble that is just like inflating, deflating, coming out of her nose. She is just plain old tuckered at this point. Uh, so yeah, uh, Jill, you exit out into this main chamber. You don't see that any of the other doors are open. Uh, but you know, uh, that given Hish's affinity towards the sea, as well as what you've seen him do on multiple occasions, just kind of being out away from a, a like, confined area is usually how Hish, uh, is, manages to process things. Uh, so you make your way onto the top level on the fields above town. And, uh, what does Jill see? Hish, what have you been up to? Um, I think Jill sees Hish, um, several yards away. He's sitting, um, against like a rock or something with his back up against it. And, um, in front of him is a small fire. Um, and, uh, currently at the moment he's wiping, um, something from his hands um soot and sort of dusting it off on his pants and he um pulls something um out from his bag um and he kind of sits for a moment and stares into the fire and takes a sip out of his um uh what's that called uh water skin uh wow the alcoholic in me jumped out because i was thinking flask um <laughs> <laughs> Hish yeah. is Dagny. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so, yeah, I think Jill will make her way over trying to be subtle, but don't know how well that's going to come across. You have two levels of exhaustion. How subtle do you think you're being? Um, well... I have disadvantage on stealth. However, I move very slowly. I have speed. <laughs> okay. Make a stealth roll. A disadvantage. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> That's the seven. Yeah. Uh, Ish, you definitely hear somebody coming up from the abbey making their way towards you and your small campfire. Uh, with my dark vision, would I be able to see who it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> it kind of slumps down the rock a little bit, um, and, um, sort of covers his face for a moment and then kind of looks over and says, shouldn't you be sleeping? I would be sleeping, yes, but, um, I of course wanted to check on my captain and perhaps his most recent acquisition. Um, he, he holds up the water skin and goes, 
the brandy. It's just from the ship. Perhaps your second most recent acquisition. I do not know of what you speak. Scram told me. Can't trust a bitch, can you? Suppose you can't. He just looks at you. Ish, I am curious why you decided to um, loot my belongings like I was some uh, skeleton corpse. If I had wanted to loot your belongings, your hammer would probably be um, the most appealing thing. Then pray tell me why you took the contract. It has my name on it. Well, seeing as that I have not entirely avoided the conditions being that my death is only, was only temporary, a temporary setback, um, I believe- I think that might void the conditions of the contract. I don't Are think they... I put as much in there. I, there's a bit of a loophole with the whole, there's a resurrection loophole. Jill, make a quick insight check. Oh, I, I know what this bitch did. <laughs> I'll do him at disadvantage. Ten. Hish is making it sound like they took the contract after knowing you had died. So... Now that you are in possession of um, our legal document, um, what do you intend to do? Is there any way I could persuade you to just let me have this one? My ship has been taken to an island where I didn't even want to go. I almost got eaten by an enormous octopus. My crew became a... He stops and sort of hangs his head for a minute. And he reaches into his jacket um, and pulls it out and hands it to you. I was going to burn it. Why? I didn't like that sneaky little claws you and you added in there. I admit it's one of my more devious moves. Um, but. It I didn't like the thought of having an official crew. Perhaps we can make a deal. What do you have in mind? Hish, um, 
reaches under his leg where he's uh, tucked the journal that he received um, from the ghost ship and he hands it or rather he holds it out to Jill and says, I think this will more than fulfill the clause in your contract and tell you what you want to know. I can give it to you and you can read it. All I ask is that you take it out of the contract. Consider it fulfilled. Um, I think Jill will take the contract and kind of like look everything over and we'll drop it into the fire. I see the world differently now, Ish. I don't feel the need to find everything in black and white. And I don't feel the need to keep myself at a distance because for the time being, this arrangement is the best one that I can possibly find. So how about we make this deal? We leave things that were in the past. We have new beginnings. And in terms of my employment, it will be until we both see fit. Hish, um, I think when you threw it in the fire, he sort of flinched back and gave you kind of a puzzled look and it sort of softened and said and he says um death has certainly changed you Hish? yes can you make mm -hmm. a perception roll real quick i sure can That is an 18 plus six. Okay. So as Jill is saying, uh, has tossed this contract into the fire and she is expressing that she no longer sees the world inherently in black and white and doesn't feel like she needs to keep people at a distance. You watch as the embers that begin to form on this document, while they seem kind of sparse in and out of themselves, begin to almost turn into this spiral-like formation of flames. And as the smoke rises up in the air, you see as it is just curling as it continues to rise up. Not necessarily billowing, but curling. <clears throat> yeah, Hish notices it. Um, and... He continues to watch it as he's speaking to you, Jill. Hmm. 
I think I can agree to those terms. Very well. You Something's different about your hand. Well, I suppose there's no point in hiding it. Um, Ullman and Albus got to see it, so I suppose you may as well. Um, and she'll remove uh, the glove. He glances down, um, and then he looks back up at the smoke. Make a religion check. That's a natural 20. Oh, oh boy. This oh. was the best deity you could have found out with a natural 20. Oh. Uh, so you know, this is the symbol of Farisden, also known as the Chained Oblivion, a deity who, upon being released, will bring about the end of all things. Uh, mm. What Tharsden hopes and wishes and vies for more than anything is that there will be those who take up his mantle, take up his name, and destroy the chains that currently bind him. Uh, as stated earlier, he has a large chunk of this seed of pure chaos embedded within him that allows him to then create the infinite layers of the abyss in his own fleeting image. Uh, and because you got a natural 20, uh, I will also let you, as, as Hish slash Dingo, ask any three questions and I will ask them, or, and I will answer them to the truth of my ability. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Um, okay. Do they have any current, um... Are there any rumors of current schemes that the followers might be doing within the world? None. They are always sort of on the back burner. Like, you will generally get small pockets of cultists of Tharsden that appear. But it's never anything like you have to deal with hundreds of cultists all working towards the same goal. Mm-hmm. Um... Will anything be asked of Jill by this god? Something already has been. You know, uh, based off of what Jill has uh, briefly explained, as well as you, your unquestionable knowledge of the god Tharisden, uh, you know that the one thing that this deity asks for more than anything is the breaking of their chains, to be released from their bindings to then bring about the final spiral of the earth, or of the material plane.
Is there something here that's not as it seems? In what way? I suppose... So the the impression that I'm getting from this cult and this god is that this is a very sort of long-term kind of thing and the cultists are primarily harmless in their working yes Um, so it's not it's not any kind of immediate like you have to go serve this god right now um and these cultists are generally just kind of doing their own thing and i guess kind of twiddling their thumbs um and so i guess i'm wondering if there's something that isn't quite as it seems from what you have seen and from what you have heard the primary failing of cultists of Tharsden is that they are never more than just cultists they never seem to their organized religion is disorganized they they have no central body and whenever you do have heard of stories of these cultists getting together it seems like they quickly fall apart. There is never a unifying factor behind them. But there is one thing that you know of your friend Jill Fayen, and that is her body count since the two of you have been together. You have seen guiding bolts, you have seen thunder and lightning shoot off of her body. You guys have had swarms of creatures invade your ship. You have seen her fight multiple times. Jill is far stronger than your average cultist. So if there is something that is not right about this whole setting, it is that for once from what you have seen, Tharizdin has a champion, whereas before he just had followers. um continues to watch the smoke curl and he says I used to have an old crewmate who followed Tharazden extremely devout fellow though entirely incapable it doesn't really seem your speed two things I am not is a follower and devout but there was a better opportunity presented to me and I took it it was that or drown in the abyss for all of eternity and watch Umberly claim my family I thought it might be something of the sort. Well, it's not the ideal situation, but if at least this deal is a little more in my favor, if I have the opportunity to be free, then I'll take it. 
you've got a god on your side and it's not umberly that seems pretty ideal to me so i it yes this whole experience has caused me to view things in a different light i you know still do love the paperwork aspect of things don't get me wrong that's nice but you know contracts are also chains indeed they are I don't have to define myself that way anymore. You seem happier for it. Yes, actually. Because I have something I didn't have before. A choice? Yes, that too. I'm very happy for you, Jill. I hope something good could come of this and that I will not be a burden to the crew. You never were, and I'm convinced you never will be. Thank you. So I had a question. Olman, what have you been doing this whole time as Alba stepped out of the room, has not come back, and then you watched as Jill just shot up starkly, yelled at Scramp about rifling through her things, and then you saw her quickly run out of the room as well. Literally still sulking in the corner. Okay. Sounds good. I think Ham is really bored. Uh, So Olman is him if he wants he can go for a short walk outside as long as he doesn't talk to anyone and ham is so okay with that and you feel your body just kind of standing up and then begin making its way with a little hop in its step towards the door uh very rarely does ham get to be the pilot in this situation uh so jill and hish as you are having this conversation uh make perception checks you got it and then olman make a stealth check two dice let me see my ham 14 plus what was it again perception yes six 16 stealth okay so what did you get hish 22 oh 22 okay so hish you see uh that uh almost like a cat on hands and knees you see the shape of ulman popping up from the popping up from the stairs that lead down into the alby and then abian looks around and in this moment the eyes are wide and have that like almost like feral reflective thing going on with it and then you see like again like climbs over on hands and knees and then stands up and then just begins kind of like slinking away off in a direction um (laughs) hish uh 
starts chuckling as he's watching Ham crawl by. <laughs> and um, he he follows them with his eyes and goes, I see you, Ham. And you see this body shoot around and with a single finger to their lips, just shakes their head uh-uh <laughs> you don't <laughs> and as they do you just watch as their body just steadily sinks down down into the bushes as they just keep shaking their head no yeah he shoots them a wink and then uh turns back to jill jill will also yell out in that direction do not under any circumstances go near the water <laughs> You've just really put the really put that idea into Ham's head now. He was just gonna go for a stroll, but swimming seems cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Ham is just going to kind of like just go around this aisle as he gets close to the shoreline. Ullman, I'm assuming you're like ah no, like really not a good idea this time. Ham, remember the skeletons? We don't want to. <laughs> and Ham's like when you say remember the skeletons, they're like yeah. And then we don't want to, oh. Mm-hmm. He just kind of keeps, like, slinking around, just enjoying being in the night air. Uh, they begin to to try and sing, uh, having heard you do so multiple times, uh, just, like, not really used to moving the their throat uh their throat replica in the same way as a regular human would. So it just sounds really terrible. And uh, Jill and uh, Hish, you both hear ham singing. You've heard Ullman sing sea shanties before, and you you know it's ham. Yeah. Uh, Hish winces. And um, starts putting out the fire. Is the smoke still curling, or has it sort of... As you put out the fire, you see that it continues to rise up. It's no longer curling in front of you. Uh, And as you are uh, just, again, stomping it out, making sure, and as you look up, you see that the smoke that has gone up is actually in a very large spiral formation above you. And as the smoke ceases to billow, it just steadily begins to dissipate. Uh, just kind of being blown by the sea air above it. Yeah, I think Hish sort of points up at it um, to Jill and says, you wouldn't happen to... um... Well, that's not an omen from your god, is it? You know, I'm going to assume so in this case, actually. Would you assume it's good or bad? That remains to be seen. Right. Do you think they're going to be okay? Just kind of gesturing in the vague direction where there's screeching happening. Hish, um, you see him frown for a moment. And he says almost quietly, um, they have to be. 
I'll follow them for the night. You're in rough shape. Go sleep. Very well, Captain, but you're in rough shape too. Not in the same way, but it would do you good to take care of yourself as well. I don't really know how. My suggestion would be perhaps once we get back to the mainland. Uh, an extended vacation might be a good start, but I don't know. Maybe you're right. And uh, Hish. I think he moves like he's going to give you a hug and then puts his arms down and then walks towards the the screeching the screeching ham. Yeah, Jill will stand for a moment. And kind of okay and walk away. <laughs> okay. Uh, and as you were having this walking away moment, Albus, you have been led, uh, or you have returned back to your bedchambers. Uh, and all of your friends are gone. I mean, Tabitha and Scramp are still there, but the ones that you feel like you have learned to care about are all missing. What would you like to do? Uh... Part of me just wants to go to sleep. Uh, the other part of me wants to uh, close my whisper jar, which has been recording this entire time. Oh, it's been a day of whispers. It's been great. You delete my whispers. <laughs> I don't know if I can. Uh, but one thing I do want to do is uh, essentially stop that recording and then just like take my notes for the day. Just like uh recount what happens to a little tldr uh and add his own commentary and is there there i couldn't like stick some whisper earbuds in and just re-listen to the recordings of the day would i let me Wait, without just playing them for the entire room let me see about that real quick for you with this incredible book. So. Do I have Acking AirPods? You would have had to get those from, uh, you would have had to get those requested by your documancer and then approved by your hordes person. We'll, we'll worry about it at Loremonger's level two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So okay. you have been recording this all day and then you can just set it to kind of like as you go to sleep, have it just be near your ear. Nah, he's he's not gonna um worry about that. After he uh finishes writing notes, um he's uh or speaking notes, whispering notes, whispering sweet nothings into his jar, uh he's gonna go uh just like peek outside and see if like everybody's there yeah at this point uh your friends uh you see hish is like wandering off into the distance you hear that something is making just an unearthly screeching sound 
Uh, and Jill is uh, just walking back uh, towards the towards the stairwell that leans into the abbey. Make a perception check as you go outside as well. Natural 20. Looking up into the sky, you still see that there is this large smoky spiral that seems to have formed above your friends. So Albus is going to peek outside, hears the yowling, looks up at, at the thing. No. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Nobody's dying, I assume. I'm assuming that the yowling wouldn't be death pains. With your natural 20, you have been around Ullman and Ham enough to know when Ullman lets Ham have uh, some Ham time, uh, in which case uh, this has just been him singing at this point. You've heard it before. Normally, you quickly separate yourself because you already have a headache. This is not helping. And who, boy, is it pounding right now? So I'm just going to nope and go fuck to sleep. Okay, so yeah, you go back inside and you set yourself down, getting ready for rest. Jill, you kind of make your way back inside and you lay down, also getting ready for rest after having forced yourself to stay awake just long enough to actually, like, talk to your friends. And now it's sleepy time. If you had a phone, if you were trying to check it, it would just be hitting your face while you are trying to read it. It's sleepies. Uh, Ullman, make a perception check. Okay. Okay. Uh, Hish, are you being stealthy about having followed Ullman slash Ham? Um, no. I don't, I don't, he's not being like loud or anything, but I think he's got his like thumbs looped uh, in his belt loops and he's just kind of like a dad keeping an eye on a child, uh, following him at a distance. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Ullman, you and Ham both recognize that Hish is currently following you. Ham doesn't really seem particularly, uh, dissuaded one way or the other. Uh, but you know that, uh, it seems like Hish has kind of approached you. You're muted, sire. Just forgot to push that thumb down. It's all right. Uh, Ham, I think Hish wants to speak with us for a bit you said no talking to people i'm sorry i can do the talking you don't have to talk <sighs> okay and then we can we can do a little more wandering but <gasps> we should get some rest mm. it's been a rough day mm. okay do we get snacks tomorrow we'll be back on the ship so <gasps> we can cook And that's that's all it is. Ham just seems to be happy with the thought of snacks. Yeah. So so Omen turns on heel and waves at you. Are you like waving him over? Or are you just waving? I wave, and then I realize that that's a very like ham action. And I like motion you over. Yeah. At first, uh, Hish sort of just waves back, and then. Um, he'll he'll sort of saunter over. Ham, I hope you're enjoying yourself. 
Yeah. So, uh, how's it going? Captain? Oh, the stark difference just gets me every time. Yeah, it actually got me this time, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um... Honestly, Ullman, I don't know. I don't know how it's going. Same. What a... What a past 48 hours. Yeah. I'm sorry about the ghost ship. You had no way of knowing. But I didn't exactly help either. It happens. Uh, I was going to ask you about that, but I didn't want to pry too much. It's all right. So, did you know them? Yeah. They were my old crew. One of them, um, one of the ones in the, um, whole, he, he was my he was my captain. I see. <clears throat> I sailed with them for a long time. And it was difficult to see him in that way. I can't imagine seeing a family member like that. It would be heartbreaking. I feel for you. He was more than family to me. And I really wish I could have given him if No one else. I really wish I could have given him a proper burial, but I suppose there's nothing much better than going down with the ship. Burial at sea, so they say. I just don't think it's what he would have wanted. I don't like it either. I prefer somewhere you can visit easily, so you can think upon them. I suppose it's not much different than before I thought they were dead already. Old pain is not any less painful than new pain. Just sometimes you forget it's there. Yeah. I thought I was past it, and then 
it's one thing to have them to think that you're the only survivor. It's another thing to realize they went through hell and you couldn't have even tried to help them. Carrying the weight of not being able to change the past doesn't help us very much. But it's not bad to think about it. Just gotta figure out how to apply it to the future to prevent it from happening again. I don't know if I can continue being the captain. I mean, we did get enough money that you could, well, really all of us could basically retire and live pretty comfortably for the rest of our lives. Would you be satisfied with that, Omen? Well, I don't think I'd stick around that much money I'd go looking for my wife. I figured if I was going to continue crewing here, I'd uh, post a job for it with Acquisitions Inc. so that I could remain on crew. And well, honestly, I like that a lot, but I wouldn't hold it against you. But I trust you and I think that you make good calls. And I think that you're inspiring to a lot of the crew, including me. And I think you would get very bored. Oh, so bored. But we can certainly be more careful about throwing ourselves into this kind of danger. I don't like it either. I don't want to die. I have people I hope to still find. And well, if not, I have great new people I would still like to spend a lot of time with. I would too. But I wouldn't want to lead you all into danger. I appreciate you saying those things. I learned from the best captain I've ever known, but it almost feels like too much. I should have been there, and I wasn't. You had no way of knowing 
was impossible for you to have been there. That's just not how things worked. And I don't think it's going to do you any good to keep wishing it. Because you're here now, and we need you in the best shape you can be. Oliver needs you. In the best shape you can be. You're right. Woman just kind of step forward, steps forward and like puts out his arms. Can I give you a hug? Yeah, Hish hugs you really tightly. Um, thank you, Omen. I he steps back. I guess I get in my own head sometimes. It's easy to do. I was out here sulking when I should have just come and talked to my friends. You were sulking? Oh, I just, well, I don't know how I feel anymore, but I was feeling pretty damn stupid for everything that happened here. I don't know. <sighs> Jill yelling at me the other day really got to me about making bad decisions, and now I'm doubting all the choices that I lead make when they lead to bad things, and I'm in my own head about it, and I probably shouldn't be. <laughs> you definitely shouldn't. It's not your fault what happened. And and you you go through the world trying to do good and do the very best that you can and you give it your all even you're good in the face of a terrifying sea goddess. There was some slight misunderstanding there, but yes, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that she was a sea goddess before I complimented her eyes, and then I just had to roll with it. it gives you a big grin. You're doing great, Omen. I'm worried. I, I won't say I'm not worried about you with the new mark on you. 
You know, the weird thing about that, you'd think when we make magic, I would feel something, right? Like a tingle, or...? I don't know. If, if I'm channeling power somehow, I, I have to assume that I'd feel it, right? I've never used magic a day in my life, but I assume, I guess, that's how it works. I just... I don't know. I don't feel anything when, when Ham does that. I, I guess I say Ham does that because I don't feel anything. I, I don't feel like I have a part in making that. Which is one of the reasons I'm so suspicious of this mark. Perhaps if it was you that was casting you would feel something. But it's I mean, conducting the magic, is it not? Yes, but I feel the senses of this body. It, it just... It doesn't transfer through our, our, our link. I, I'm not sure why. Perhaps Jill or Albus would have a better answer for you, but all I can possibly think is that somehow it is separate from you. Maybe. More to ponder on. But you know the best place to do pondering? It's in your dreams. And I am so tired. <laughs> right. All right. And that is where we shall call it for tonight's session. I would like to say, first and foremost, thank you to these excellent players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. I got to kind of sit back and just... This is the first time we've had all of our party here in like a month, so it, it was very oh. nice. It was good to just be able to sit back on. So, I'd like to say thank you to this excellent party. Thank you to everybody for the multiple raids and hosts and new followers that we got. It was really cool to see all of that happening throughout the game. And I hope that we continue to make stuff that keeps uh, making you guys want to check out our old shows. Check out all of our content. Uh, so, Dingo, where can we find you? What do you do? Good question. I'm Dingo. You can find me on Twitter at Where's My Dingus. I play in a few tabletop RPGs on Twitch. Um, on Mondays, I don't do anything. Tuesdays, I am on Off the Table with Kylan, uh, playing Alas for the Awful Sea. Um, Wednesdays, I'm not currently doing anything. Sorry, my schedule just changed, so I have to go over everything again. Thursdays I am here and then Friday uh, this Friday is the finale of Urban Shadows Sanguahona The Claiming on uh, Off the Table it's going to be a wild time, dragons are fighting in the sky, there might be a standoff, a hotel is burning down a lot of things are happening but um, currently currently I think that's it 
All right. So, Reeves, where can we find you? What do you do? Oh, hi. I'm Reeves, also known as Reeves underscore bot, where you can find me producing content, twitch.tv slash Reeves underscore bot, or Twitter, where I usually post about going live, but I'm trying to put more interesting things on my page because I don't like following people who only post when they're going live. So, you know, it's a constant battle. Uh, you can find me on Wednesdays playing Needle on a Haystack, where I'm attempting to play through all the games I own, three games a week, an hour at a time, uh, all chosen randomly for me by a co-host. It's a great time. Sometimes I literally walk around an environment for an hour because it's a game that's meant to be played in for like 15 minutes, and there's not much more to do than that. <laughs> uh, and then Thursdays, you can find me here with all these wonderful people, and on Sundays, you can take a sip of coffee with me and my friends as we play through our Divinity 2 campaign. All right, and Cyber, where can we find you? What do you do? on cyber you can find me on twitter at several of trouble one where i ship post and uh talk about just random stuff like why in dr mario are there baby doctors i don't think those people have gone to medical school uh but i also tweet about whenever i go live on twitch.tv slash several of trouble one where i play video games real badly and talk about lore uh this past week, we played Blair Witch and actually got through it. We got the bad ending, but the dog lived. So I'm still calling it a good ending. Uh, I don't know what we're doing this week. Stay tuned. It, it, it's going to be good, I, I, I think. Uh, if you don't believe me, you can check out where all those archives go to, youtube.com slash one we got, we got enough subscribers to get, to get an actual URL. And uh, thanks for that. I'm giving away this. It's a, it's a jester pin. That giveaway ends on Saturday. So if you still want to enter to win this cutie patootie, you need to go to Twitter at CyberWolfTrouble1 and enter the Gleam.io uh, giveaway. Promise, I'm not trying to steal all your data. Uh, other things you can find at that wonderful YouTube are some D&D Beyond Homebrew tutorials and the podcast that Kyle with an N and I do called Let's Talk About It, where we get drunk do parkour and talk about rpg stuff gen con episode coming soon and maybe other content also on your on its way real soon whenever i find time to edit stuff yeah but for role-playing stuff you can find me here on thursdays which hey you found us uh you can also find me here on monday nights uh in the homebrew campaign where i play ashan uh, the uh, Black Dragonborn Blood Hunter. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. All right. And Kylan, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, everyone. I'm Kylan, otherwise known as Kyle with an N, on Twitter as well as Twitch. Twitter is a good place to see uh, all my shit posts and when I'm going live on my Twitch, which might be this Saturday afternoon. I don't know. I'm trying to work out my schedule currently. Um, so yeah, you've already heard some of my spiel with the other lovely people who also do their little spiels. Uh, so currently, the only places you can find me for RPG stream content is here on Thursdays and off underscore the table on Tuesdays, both somewhat sad C games. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, 
I do a podcast with Connor called Let's Talk About It. You already heard all about it, but we got some super fun, exciting episodes coming soon. Super special. Don't want to tell you anything about them yet, but they're they're really good. <laughs> so check it out on the YouTube and the Anchor.fm and wherever podcasts are sold. They're not sold. They're free. Go check it out. Yes, and if you have made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey fella, how's it going? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and then also Saturdays when I, I, I find a good time for me to be able to wake up and put on a show because honestly it's looking like you might get some asmr gundam building videos so hey hang out with me while i drink coffee and just hope for the best uh other things that we do all of our stuff goes uh to youtube.com slash indoor adventures or our audio casts i'll go where audio casts can be found under the same moniker of slash indoor adventures we also have our patreon set up so if you're interested in supporting us and joining us as we go into our after show called knights in the courtyard consider going to patreon.com slash indoor adventures and checking that out but until then guys thanks again so much for playing this is one of my favorite games to play and we will see all of you guys next time all right everybody bye